Oh, welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. I'm Jennifer Ross. And uh, this episode is going to be kind of interesting because it has multiple things that are terrifying. The first one is, which I know is terrifying for you, you like have vapor lock every time you go to our favorite local dentist. Do you really have to play that? I hate, don't, turn that, turn it off. There's nothing worse to me than the sound of a dentist drill. Well, oh. Oh, it's really, it's scary, right? And oh. you're, you're giving over your, if you're type A personality, you know, you have to open your mouth and trust that this guy is not going to hurt you. Yeah, and, and, and that your smile is going to be really nice, like my doctor. But yeah. it's hard it's to, true. to give up that sovereignty of your mouth to somebody. It's true, true, so true, true. it's scary enough to go to a dentist, but without the fear of contracting a deadly illness? Oh, that would be great. Just... This week, we had a dentist who was treating people, like 100 people at night in St. Lucie County. And at he, night? Yeah. Okay. In, like, a, I guess, a storage unit. I don't know. <laughs> but he was practicing dentistry without a license. He got busted. He was even prescribing drugs and stuff. He was licensed in El Salvador, but not in Florida. Oh, great. So he pulled one guy's tooth, and his, the guy's mouth blew up, and he had to go to the ER. So that's how they found him. But the sheriff got involved because this is a crime. Well, yeah, you can't practice without a license, number one. Let's start there. Number two, you could have killed somebody. Well, here's what the sheriff said. It's a concern, a grave concern, uh, that uh, someone could have been uh, hurt or developed something very seriously that led to their death. Okay, what's your first clue? The storage unit that he has set up his dental practice in or that you're going at night? I've got a dentist appointment tonight and I'm paying cash. Oh, where are the red flags? I mean, you know what it is. You know what the sad part about it is. I bet you all these people, none of them could afford no. dental insurance, and they needed and and they needed work. And this guy, you know, somebody said, "Oh, this guy, he does it on the side. He's a dentist. Yes, he's licensed, and he's going to save you a ton of money, and he'll do a good job." And that's exactly what that's happened. Exa- you know, it's supply and demand. And there's people that need a dentist, and they can't afford, or they don't have a Cigna plan that has you know sends right. you to a certain dentist, and they cover it for you, which is what happened. Happened in 1988. This story will run chills up your spine. Talk about true crime. I remember when this happened and thought, oh my God, how does this happen? How can somebody be this malicious? The dentist, I mean. Well, get to the bottom of whether or not he intended to kill this girl. You don't think he had intentions of infecting other people? Well, the CDC gave up on the investigation, but the state of Florida did not. So on this episode, we're talking about the first person in the country to contract HIV AIDS from actually in the world from a healthcare professional. And it happened in our backyard. I remember. He infected another person in Palm City, your backyard. Really? But in this case, it was her dentist. Right. And she was a student at the University of Florida. Her name, Kimberly Regalis. And really a lovely girl. She ended up on the cover of People magazine. She became known worldwide because of this situation. And didn't she, well, and we'll get to this later, but didn't she change the law and how certain things were handled with HIV and 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 people being recognized as having HIV and, you know, letting the public know? Disclosure. Okay. But you were bringing up the, you were going to marry somebody and you didn't know well, we whether went, or not the status, you should have the right to know his status. Right. We, I was engaged at the time and I remember this because it was right around the same time of the Kimberly Bergala situation. I was engaged and uh, at the time, Representative Lois Frankel was our guest on a talk show. And I asked her, I said, so if my fiance under the, the rules of Florida and what you support, so if my fiance tests positive for HIV... 
the person who administered that blood test and got the results, his doctor, you know, maybe the public health department, whatever, they can't tell me he tested positive? And she went, no, that's a violation. Yeah. I said, of what? Uh, uh, me dying? I said, she goes, well, he should tell you. You're going to marry the man. I said, you know how many people won't tell you? It's called confidentiality. And the situation... <laughs> What makes it so interesting now, today, in for fast forward, I don't know what year that was you were getting married, which one of your marriages it was. It was the first one, 1989. Okay, so now fast forward to 2019, I think you can buy AIDS testing kits at the pharmacy. Really? Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, Shows you what and you I just know. swab the cheek and test it, it, and there you go. So, you know, take his... While he's sleeping and snoring with his mouth open. <laughs> if you don't trust him to tell you the truth. I mean, because how many cases over the years did we hear of people being infected by other people who they didn't know was a, had HIV, you know, were HIV well, positive? That is a law now. That's a crime. If you know you are HIV positive or have AIDS right. and you knowingly now infect you someone, it. that's a crime. Yeah, now it's like attempted murder, but, but it wasn't back then. But what about your health care provider? And the thing with Kimberly Brigalis at the time, she was 22, she had dated two guys. I mean, she knew that she had not had exposure to AIDS. I was a health reporter at Channel 25 at the time, okay. ABC affiliate here, and I interviewed her and she had deduced this. I thought about everything else and nothing else made sense. The only person that I've been exposed to that had, had AIDS uh, was the dentist. And I was not in any type of high risk category. No high risk category. Wow. But the state of Florida was like, uh, we don't believe this dentist thing. So they tested her two boyfriends, and the one was in Central America. They had to test him. Holy of course, cow. they came up negative. So, yeah, Dr. Acker was a known tooth puller. He pulled her wisdom teeth. Now, this guy practiced out of where? Stewart. And Stewart. <laughs> Again, my backyard. All right. Yeah. So he practiced, and, and she went to him. Wasn't it because of her job and that was the the place her insurance company sent her? Well, that's Barbara Webb. She was one of five people infected by Dr. Acker with HIV. And she was a teacher. And the teachers union or the teacher, they had Cigna for okay. the state. They had to use the preferred provider, Dr. Acker. Wow. And Barbara Webb went about the same time. She knew Kimberly. And she went at the same time and she she went in and got in the chair and Dr. Acker comes in and he looked like a ghost, she said. He looked all pale and he had like lesions on his skin. Oh my God. And he didn't look right. And she said that he came in and gave her Novocaine and then he left. And then he came back, a, not in a half hour, not in an hour, over an hour. And she was panicking because she's thinking, I'm getting my tooth oh my pulled God. and this is going to wear off. Oh well, yeah, I'd he, be afraid too. He shows up again and gives her another shot like an hour and a half later, he pulls a tooth, it breaks off. Oh my goodness. And she's panicking. He And she's more worried about him having a heart attack because he's struggling with the root and he can't get it out and he's sweating and he's struggling. Oh and my he, goodness. he finally says, look, I'm just gonna leave it in there. It's not gonna be too much of a problem for you till I can you know, try to get this out later. So she's not thinking much of it. She goes home. I would be like upset. I, yeah, I would have been beside myself and the next day a rose in a little vase shows up at her house and it's from Acker and his staff apologizing okay well come to find out after when he finally had to issue a letter that he was HIV positive and had AIDS to all of his patients she found out from the CDC that he had charged Cigna and her for that bud vase in the in the rose oh you're kidding me now she, and she contracted HIV she from did. him she did 
Did she pass away as well? Yes. Well, she was 66 at the time. This would have been wow. an 80. So, yes. But she didn't have as virulent of a case as Kimberly. He pulled her bottom molars. He asked her if she wanted them. And she said no. And she went home and she went back to school. And she started feeling really, really weak. And she got oral thrush and, and like, some lesions on the top of her throat. Oh, my goodness. And she went to the doctor. She'd lost 12 pounds. And remember, this is 1988. It's, you know, wow. really early on in the HIV AIDS thing. And it was mostly a homosexual type community right. disease. And we didn't know much about it. And there really wasn't much to do for it. So when she finally went to the doctor, she had uh, the pneumocystic pneumonia, which is actually once you get HIV and you test positive for the virus, many people now that we have all this medication, they just have HIV. They don't get full-blown AIDS, which is once you've had the opportunistic infection. She had the infection. So she had full-blown AIDS by the time they diagnosed her. The doctor said, oh, this pneumonia is associated with AIDS. And she's like, what are you talking about? She started crying and trembling. Well, geez, this was like right after then. So it worked that quickly. Really quickly in her. Holy cow. So in the meantime, do Dr. Acker... Um, has passed away in 1990. Oh, so he dies from He's, HIV, from right, AIDS. Right. Great. After he infects her. So she's got really no recourse, or her family's going to have no recourse to sue this guy. Well, they go kid. after his estate, but criminally, they couldn't put him in jail for knowingly and deliberately infecting him. Remember, the entire world, for as long as anyone has known AIDS, there's only been five documented cases where healthcare workers infected a patient, and all five were Dr. David Acker's patients. Wow. So how does this happen? Jeez. The AIDS virus only lives for seconds outside the body. So one of the theories was he would, he was very sick. I'll give you a little backstory on him. Uh, I'm afraid. He went to Ohio State University. Did he really? <laughs> oh, boy. He was a Buckeye. All right. He should have gone to Alabama. Yeah, go ahead. Roll tight. Go ahead. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're going to play it. I know you're going to play it. Well, that's because her attorney, Robert Montgomery, was... Oh is from uh, Alabama, so... I know you're going to play Roll Tide. The Roll Tide. Thank you, Joe Namath, who we interviewed as well. Yeah, we also went to Alabama. Okay. And you're going to... But he went to Ohio State, really? Ohio State has a great medical Dental program. Dental school, yeah, so... Um, so he's not, he's not indicative of everybody that graduates from Ohio State Dental School. No. Because a bunch of my friends went there. And and they're 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 they were great dentists. They're now retired, but they were great dentists. And they didn't infect anybody with HIV. So there. Well, no, no one else has ever. This guy, this guy. What was wrong with him? Well, you know, did they ever did did anybody ever talk to him to ask him why he was doing this? Well, here's the thing. One of the hypotheses were that he used the dental tools on himself, and then he reused them in the mouths of other patients. Well, wouldn't you put them in that autoclave machine you or whatever? It and is? sterilize them. But they're saying that the HIV virus doesn't live outside the body. But more than a couple seconds. So that's that's not an explanation. But one Spanish teacher at Martin County High School, remember, they have to use Cigna in right. order to. Uh, and so she went to him and she said that he didn't change his gloves between patients and the office looked dirty to her. Oh, geez. The spit bowl was rimmed with bits of tooth fillings and toothpaste. Oh, how disgusting. And other patients say they saw Acropole instruments out of a drawer and they <sighs> wondered if they were sterilized. Oh, my God. That's horrible. So This is horrible. But still, the AIDS virus doesn't live that long, so, yeah, so we have to rule that out. So then the state of Florida started investigating, and they found a, a guy who was his friend, and he gave a deposition, 
And he said that Dr. Acker personally told him because, okay, he went to Ohio State. He got his dental license or degree. He's right. a dentist. And he is or was homosexual. Okay. And he lived a gay life and he had over 150 partners. And he contracted. 150? He contracted HIV AIDS from uh, one of his partners. Wow. Leaving 19. 19- 84 or 85 and he got he started getting sicker and sicker finally he was diagnosed with Carposi sarcoma which is one is the opportunistic infection you get cancer or you get the pneumonia there's many different infections that you can get with HIV okay Carposi sarcoma so he he was told look you have full-blown HIV AIDS and the health department was notified they went through the proper channeling they knew a he was a dentist and B that he had AIDS and they still let him practice? Yes. So at that time, yes, they let him practice. And he continued to try to wow. hide his condition. And remember how sick Kimberly was. He was feeling not well as himself. So he had lesions on his arms and he just, he looked like a ghost, they said. He looked really wow. sickly. So this deposition was taken of his friend, Edward Parsons. And Parsons said that he had many conversations with the late dentist. And Parsons, by the way, was an unemployed nurse. Okay. And he said that Acker told him this quote, when it begins to affect younger people and grandparents, Kimberly and Barbara Webb, right? he remembers Acker saying that then maybe society will do something. Oh, so there is a, a belief that possibly he did it on purpose so people would take notice of HIV and AIDS. Yes, wow. because remember he came back in with That's Barbara. Horrifying. He came back in with Barbara. He had given her the Novocaine, walked out for more than an hour, came back and injected her again. It's possible he injected her with his blood. <gasps> That's terrible. That's horrible. Which, in my mind, is homicidal. It's, yeah. it's a crime. But he died before he could, you know, anything like that could happen. But this was so new and so fresh and so strange. Well, what was the movie? Was it Tom Hanks? He was the attorney. Philadelphia. Den- Denzel. Was it Denzel Washington? That was, I think that's what most people remember about the AIDS virus was Philadelphia. Yes. Wow. So the idea that you could be infected by your dentist was just something that the Department of Health here in Florida and the CDC were like, that's not possible. I mean, you know, as I said, it doesn't live outside the body that long. Right. He would have to have deliberately have done it. And that's just frightening. And, you know, Kimberly was allergic. At the time, they had the drug AZT, and she was allergic to it. No. So acne littered her face, and she thought uh. she was ugly, and she became a skeletal. So by the time this hit the mainstream media, because... Finally, toward the end, Dr. Acker was struggling with, should he let his patient's base know? And he finally, he couldn't really work anymore. And he sent out the letter that said, I'm HIV AIDS positive. You should get tested. So Barbara Webb, the 66-year-old grandmother and teacher in Martin County, said, I'm going to set the precedent and go get tested, thinking, you know, she's fine. No big deal. And it comes back. She has HIV. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so now he's infected two people and that's a death sentence for both. Basically. That's right. So Kimberly was known as patient A and she hears Jane Polly reporting this on the news. And she's, you know, says patient A has been infected and Kimberly goes, that's me. That's when she contacted her attorney. Wow. Robert Montgomery. And we know Robert Montgomery because he is known as a MedMel, well, he's dead now, but a MedMel attorney that's won $11.3 billion 
to recover Medicaid expenses for smoking-related diseases right. from the tobacco industry. He was one of, what, the five attorneys that represented patients across the state. That's right. Yep. And, uh, of course, he was born in Birmingham, and you interviewed him. And I remember he's got this lovely southern drawl. But when he's in a courtroom, the southern drawl gets even more southern. <laughs> and I asked him, I was like, you know, Robert, I said, when you were, I saw you in a courtroom, and I mean, we saw you on TV when you were doing the, you know, taking on the tobacco industry. I said, you had a pronounced southern accent. And he, he just looked at me and he said, Jennifer, you have no idea how a jury loves a southern accent. Yes, sir. And I went, wow, okay. <laughs> it's very alluring and sexy, and, you know, mm-hmm. you just hang on every word. And he was born in Birmingham, Alabama. That's where that accent came from. His father was a criminal defense attorney, and he graduated from University of Alabama. Okay. The low tide. Thank you, Joe Namath. I also went to Alabama. Okay. Yeah, he was the quarterback there. I know he was. Under Bear Bryant. So um, Robert Montgomery, who had a home on Palm Beach, where Kimberly, in her final days, lived with him in his guest house on Palm Beach. Really? Yes. And he earned his law degree at the University of Florida, so he was also a gator. And so he represented patient A, Kimberly, and then Barbara Webb, when she got infected, she called and said, tell Mr. Montgomery patient B is on the phone. Wow. So both of them ended up getting several million from his estate for medical malpractice and negligence. Right. But then there was a separate suit against Cigna because Cigna mandated, remember, that they had to go to him as a doctor. And at that time, the CDC and the Florida Department of Health knew he had HIV AIDS. And they still sent people to him. That's sad. They sent the whole Martin County School District. Wow. It's amazing that more people weren't infected. And it was like 1,700 people. Wow. Oh, five, but that's why they're thinking five people were, del- and they all had invasive procedures, teeth pulled, right. that type of thing. Barbara Webb said that, she, you know, when they filed the tooth down to put the cap on, right. it was sharp and she cut her tongue and then she thought he cut himself on the tooth. That may have been, but wow. it's just, it's the transmission is just so improbable. We were talking about the vampire facelift that Kim Kardashian gets where they take your own blood and then they they pull out the platelets and then they put it back in your face like smear blood all over your face. Oh my god. It just happened where there was transmission of HIV. The treatment requires the technician to take a sample of your blood, extract the plasma and then they inject it back in your face. Well, two people got Two people got HIV from this process. Come on. Yes. It it just happened eight months after it shut down. It's a VIP spa in New Mexico. Wow. Well, wasn't it the person? Don't they take your own blood? I know. I don't know how they did it, but they tested positive for the same HIV strain. Wow. If they take your own blood, how are you getting somebody else's? Exactly. Unless they're reusing a needle that they used on one patient and put it in another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh but but the HIV, it doesn't stay alive, alive out of the body. So very strange, but it, it can happen. That wasn't a healthcare procedure, though. That was in a salon or something, you know. Wow. It's just not worth it. Jeez, it's scary. It's, it's horrifying. Just that whole vampire thing is scary. Why would you do that? Because Kim Kardashian did it. Oh, please, stop. Stop. So around this time, it's the same time that you remember Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. Oh, that's right. Because of the, the HIV virus that I have attained, uh, I will have to retire from the Lakers uh, today. And Everyone meant, thought he was going to die. Yeah, this is what he said. I just want to make clear, first of all, that I do not have the AIDS disease, because I know a lot of you cons- want to know that, but the uh, HIV virus. Um, my wife 
is fine. She's negative, so no problem with her. And that so, was amazing in itself right there. It is, and he never went on to develop AIDS. He's, you know, and he's lived on. And this was in the late 80s, early 90s with him as well. But by the, it was so virulent in Kimberly that she, from contracting it in 88, and then she died in 90, I mean, at the age of 23. It, oh, was so, so it took her down so quickly. But interestingly, most babies that are born with HIV-infected moms, which Magic Johnson's wife, wife. wasn't, uh, they will always test positive for HIV because they have the mother's immune system and it's still in their body. And then once they're 18 months old, they shed that and have their own immune system. And if it hasn't infected them, then they are HIV negative, which is really cool. Are you kidding me? No. Does that happen with every baby? Every Well, there's a 25% chance of contracting the HIV during gestation. So 75% wow. of the babies convert from positive to negative. That's amazing. It's I a, never knew that. It's very cool. See? Yes. You schooled me. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Wow. HIV virus is very interesting. And how he transmitted it to five different people. Wow, that's what? horrifying. But you know what? It's not a death sentence today. Then no, it was. No, then it was. Exactly. And Barbara Webb went on 2020 and on Oprah. And Kimberly was on the cover of People magazine. This was a big deal. Oh, I remember. I, I mean, yeah, it was huge because no one wanted to talk about it. No. It was the disease that, oh, you can't do that because then you'd be profiling. And that means, you know, that person could be gay. And then you found out, remember, there was the other woman in Boca Raton, got it from her husband who was cheating on her. That's right. So And, and it was, through blood transfusion now. But this is from a healthcare wow. worker to a patient. That's horrible. And so Kimberly Bergalis... She didn't date much because her family, like, you can't have pierced ears, no dating. Oh, you know, so they were pretty strict. She, there was, like, some petting going on, but really no, no fluids are being transferred. These poor guys that dated her are like, no, we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't do anything. <laughs> we didn't do anything. So they dug into everything possible that where she could have gotten it, and she kept saying that's the one thing that she remembered was that she had the dentist and that there couldn't be anyone else. I thought about everything else and nothing else made sense. The only person that I've been exposed to that had had AIDS uh, was the dentist. I'm doing so well right now because I have that support, but if I didn't have that support, it'd be hard. It's a disease, you don't wanna go through it alone. And she didn't, she had wow. Robert Montgomery, she had a lot I, of people around her. Let me tell you, that was awfully nice of Robert Montgomery. I didn't realize he moved her to his guest house. He did. That's incredible. How many attorneys do that? Yeah. I mean, let's so, be honest. So they, he won an undisclosed amount of money for Barbara Webb and for Kimberly from Cigna. He asked for $25 million for Kimberly. We don't know how much they got, but they got millions. The family wow. did because they're passed on. Wow. That's horrible. That was horrible. That, that that's just to me is like crazy. When did the law change? Because this was what, late 80s, you said? Late 80s, early 90s. And... So the case led to the American Medical Association and the Medical Dental Association to recommend that AIDS-infected doctors and dentists tell their patients about their condition. And when I interviewed Montgomery, he said this. If your physician has a, a contagious disease, hepatitis B, which is terribly contagious, much more so than HIV positive or AIDS, uh, you have a right to know that, if, just like uh, the right to know uh, other uh, areas of health and competency so far as your physician or your dentist is concerned. And so uh -huh. it's still voluntary, but as I said, the CDC and the Florida Department of Health knew the status of David Acker. And it would be hard. 
what they need to do is practice safety in the dentist office. So if you're concerned about this and you go to the dentist, you want to make sure they're wearing gloves and changing their gloves between patients. Yeah, but do you think this even exists today? No, this is the only time it's ever wow. happened after millions and millions of people go to the dentist. Yeah, so it's like, it's, wow. Something had to have happened where he deliberately did this. But make sure they've got the plastic on the mirror and the and the light above you on the handles. Make sure they're opening their instruments from fresh packages from a autoclave sterilization unit. They're not reusing stuff. Just to be safe, you don't get hepatitis A, B, C, and any of that other stuff, too. Wow. But uh, the criminalization aspect, non-disclosure of HIV status or exposure to a third party, if you are a person living with HIV, you will be held criminally liable if you do that. And also sentence enhancement for doing that if you're arrested for other underlying crimes as well. So they will, and I believe that wow. he definitely intentionally, oh, he he did it especially what he said to his friend, that he wow. said, you know, when this affects young people and grandmothers, there then, you go. Yeah. And it did. Wow. And maybe it did make a difference. Jeez. So, but That's the, horrifying. The Board of Medicine encourages all licensees to be tested in the event that they test positive. They must enter and comply with the requirements of the professional's resource network, which means, you, you know, you have to take extra precautions to make sure. I mean, I know a nurse and she practices, but it goes the, the other way around. I say the other way around because a lot of my daughter's friends, you know, they're EMTs and they're, they're working horrific accidents. There's blood all over the place. And that's the, one of the first things they worry about. Exactly. They can get a needle stick yeah. and they, it can spread to the healthcare provider and it's you're right it's not only hiv though it's everything else it's like hepatitis oh, it's sure. this it's that it's like okay you know. MRSA, ebola yeah. i mean it's been a you know ebola. well <laughs> why is this still important because just this march in philadelphia speaking of philadelphia department of health closed three city dental practices because they may have spread hepatitis and hiv to patients are you kidding today Today, this happened today. So Jeez. they were shut down for improper sterilization of dental equipment, reprocessing and lapses in injection safety practices, meaning they're using the needles more than once, like they did with the vampire facials. This is horrific. This is horrific. They had an anonymous tip. No infections have been reported, though. Thank God. So go into your dentist's offices. Look clean. Look in the corners. Is there dirt in the corners? Is everything, you know, you can tell. That's yeah. like this lady was saying there was tooth particles and paste in the bowl. Oh, that's disgusting. Good God. Oh, I'd get up and walk out. No, thank you. Oh, God. And this happened in my backyard. It did. Wow. So uh, there's now Kimberly Bergalis Park. It's named after her, and uh, she lives on in my memory. Poor thing. Jeez, 23 years old. 23. Had a life ahead of her. Went wow. to the University of Florida. Couldn't even finish school. They had to lift her up and carry her around when she came home from school. She was so weak. That's horrible. So... Hmm. Any other questions? No. I think that kind of wraps it up. Make sure your dentist uh, is using uh, tools that are sterilized, that he has gloves on or she has gloves on, that the place is clean, uh, that it's not in a storage unit and you don't have an appointment at night. Does that work? <laughs> yes. And and on a lighter note... <laughs> There's only one man who would pull the wrong tooth. <laughs> it's Cluzo. Kill him. And I love Peter Sellers. Oh, my God. That was a great show. So that wraps up our fifth episode of Full Rigor. And the next one we're going to talk about, uh -oh. the astronaut who drove from Houston to Orlando oh, wearing lady, a diaper. The diaper. And yeah, and this is an astronaut. The love triangle. See what happens when men get involved. Florida, Florida, Jeez. Florida. So be sure to join us for Full Rigor again. And for now, that wraps it up on this episode. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Karen. <laughs>